0: Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Welcome to Israel and You, and today in the the podcast program, I'm going to attempt to answer a question that is often asked of me. And the question is, and you probably ask this yourself, why the Jews? Why is there anti-Semitism? It doesn't make any sense, does it? People, group that has suffered more for the holy name of Yahweh over the centuries of time, Memorial, have been the Jews. And throughout the ages, the Jews have been burned at the stake, put on the racks, driven from their homes, uh, it's known as a pogrom. If you ever watch the movie Fiddler on the Roof, remember when Tevye asks uh, the Russian officer who's about ready to uh, drive the Jews from their homes in a pogrom, he says, a pogrom here in Anatevka? So that's what's happened to the Jewish community over the centuries. My family lived in a little community called Trostanets, Belarusa, present-day Ukraine. My great-great-grandfather, Yankel, and uh, his wife, Sarah Boxerman, they lived in a little Jewish shtetl, which is a Jewish town or community, very, very poor. And uh, in 1942, uh, Yankel and Sarah, they they were like the community leaders back in the, uh, late 1800s, and they did everything they could to protect uh, trostinets from a pogrom. But their children in 1942 and their children's children, in came the Nazis and murdered my entire family, and as well as 500,000 Jews of Ukraine. So why the Jews? Uh, there's a great book by Dennis Prager and Rabbi Joseph Telushkin entitled, why the Jews, and the subtitle is the, um, uh, the, the reason for anti-Semitism. And so in their book, they have several theories. The first theory is that the world has hated the Jews because of ethical monotheism, that the Jews believed in one God, and that God Had civil and moral law that we were to follow. And so the theory is that the Jews brought the God given moral law into the world, and for this they've never been forgiven. And the Jews are kind of like the alarm clock of the world, uh, reminding the world of their civil duty to one another and their moral duty to God. And so no one likes their alarm clock, and when it goes off in the morning, we want to turn the thing off. And so The hatred of the Jews, this theory goes, is because of the hatred of the ethical uh, laws of God. Another theory is the Jews uh, are the chosen people. And although I I don't know of any Jewish friend that has ever come out and said, hey, I'm chosen and you're not, uh, but that's what God says in the Bible, that they are my chosen people. And so that theory, that they're hated because of jealousy over their chosenness, um, has caused lots of bloodshed uh, against the Jews over the centuries. Remember Tevia, again, in the movie Fiddler on the Roof, he said, I know we're the chosen people, but every once in a while could you choose someone else? And God, God says to the Jewish people in De- the book of Deuteronomy, I didn't choose you because you were great. I actually chose you because you're the smallest and the most insignificant. You're the weakest link in the chain of the nations. I chose you because I ahava you. I love you. And so the first theory is the Jews are hated because of the civil and moral law of God. The second theory is they're hated because they're the chosen people. Another theory is Jewish exceptionalism. The Jews are hated... Because they're so smart and uh, globally, the Jewish people make up one five hundredth percent of the world's population. It's interesting that 28 percent of the Nobel Peace Prize winners since uh, the early 1900s have been Jewish people. And 40 percent of the world's chess champions are Jews. A third of the medical faculty at Harvard University are Jewish. And at least 212 Jews have been awarded the Nobel Prize, accounting for 22% of individual recipients worldwide between 1901 and 1922, and constituting 36% of all U.S. representatives during the same period. In the scientific research fields of chemistry, economics, physics, and physiology and and medicine, the corresponding world and the U.S. percentages are 26% and 38% respectively. Among women laureates in the four research fields, the Jewish percentage worldwide and the U.S. are 28% and 40% respectively. So all these Jewish inventions over the years have counted for an estimated 2.8 billion lives that have been saved by Jewish uh, inventions of in, in chemistry and, and vaccines for polio and that kind of thing. And so Jewish exceptionalism is a theory that the Jews are hated because uh, they are an exceptional people. But Jewish people would say, you know, we're not any more exceptional. We just, we have to work harder. I think it was uh, Mark Twain who said the Jews have accomplished so much, and this is with their hands tied behind their back. And uh, another theory is the scapegoat theory that uh, is in the middle ages there was the black plague who was blamed the jewish people Uh, there was the theory of the desecration of the host that The Jews are the scapegoats of of all problems within uh, the world because they come into the mass on Sunday morning. They steal the bread, the host, and they take it home and they crucify it so they can crucify Jesus once again. So goes the theory. And as a result, uh, the church forced Jewish people during the Middle Ages to wear a yellow star to segregate them from their Christian neighbors so that they couldn't steal the host in the mass on Sunday mornings. And of course, Hitler, who didn't have any original ideas, he used the Yellow Star to segregate Jews and send them to the death camps. The blood libel Jews were the scapegoats. They were blamed that on Passover, Jewish people, they steal uh, Gentile Christian uh, children and they drain their blood so that they can drink it on, on the Passover. Jews were blamed for being the devil incarnate uh, in those years. So Jews have been hated because they would not assimilate into the larger community. They've been hated because they did assimilate. For example, in Germany, they assimilated. And um, they became, you know, the doctors and the lawyers of the society. So they're hated because they do assimilate. They're hated because they don't assimilate. Jews have been hated because they were poor. They've been hated because they were rich. In the Middle Ages, Jews were hated because of religion. In the 19th and 20th centuries, they were hated because of race. And of course, the Nazis uh, said, we are the master race, and we need to annihilate the Jewish people on the issue of race. Today, Jews are hated because of their homeland, Israel, and, and the the uh, argument is that Jews are violating human rights, and because of that, they are hated. And uh, many people in the world today are wanting a, a pogrom in the country of Israel and driving them out of their biblical homeland of Israel. Uh, people are proclaiming that Israel is an apartheid state, that uh, they're doing what happened in South Africa and uh, segregating the Palestinians and using walls to do so. Olga Meshu Washington, a friend of mine, uh, she grew up in South Africa. She's a black South African, and she wrote a chapter in Israel Team's book called The Casualty of Contempt. And her chapter is entitled, Israel is not an apartheid state. She grew up under apartheid. She knows what apartheid does and what it is. But she says Israel is far from an apartheid state. You know that Israel supplies all of the water to the Palestinian territories? If there was no Israel, the Palestinians would thirst to death. And so the Jews now are are blamed for all the problems in the Middle East. One Christian evangelical, uh, Gary Burge, who who taught at my alma mater, Wheaton College, for 15 years, he wrote a book, Whose Land, Whose Promise? And he, he is trying to drive all Jews out of Israel. He said they don't belong there unless they convert to Jesus. And if Israeli Jews don't convert to Jesus. This is a quote from his book. They're good for nothing, and they should be cast into the fires and burned. It's very murderous language coming from this evangelical scholar. So over the centuries, the most malevolent persecution of the Jews have sadly been baptized Christians, and uh, they've made them the scapegoats. They have pushed them out through pogroms from their communities throughout Europe. Mainline denominations today are leading the boycott, divestment, and sanction movement of Israel. And so today, you know, you you look back during the Holocaust and, you know, you say, well, it was was Adolf Hitler that, you know, caused the death of six million Jews. But Adolf Hitler could have not Acted alone. I mean, how would Adolf Hitler murder six million Jewish people? Uh, he he used baptized Christians. It was the church that embraced Nazi ideology that uh, did the shooting. So today it's not a Nazi fascist dictator telling us that the Jews are the cause of the problems in the world. Rather, it's one of many Islamic fascist dictators telling us the Jews are responsible for the problems in the world. It's. It is the same message, just a different messenger. It's the same lie, just a different liar. And the repetition of this cycle is uncanny. Something cataclysmic happens in a nation, a drought, the Black Plague, an economic downturn, a war, a terrorist attack... Uh, You know, the the Jews have been blamed for for 9-11, a regional conflict, and, and someone has to be blamed. So we can't blame God because he's unseen, so we attack his chosen representative, the Jews. And in order to pin the blame on someone and make sense of the chaos, Christian leaders over the centuries, they dredge up from the abyss the old ideas of Justin Martyr and make scapegoats of the Jews. They repackage replacement supersessionist theology, which basically teaches that the church has replaced and superseded, triumphed over the Jewish people. They repackage this heresy to fit their particular crisis, dust it off and proclaim it to the masses. The church accepts the propaganda as they are now accepting the propaganda that Israel's an apartheid state that Jews don't belong in Israel, that Jews are uh, committing acts of uh, uh, violence against the, the Palestinian people, and soon the lie goes public and the secular nation buys into it. Out come the yellow stars of David, the pogroms begin, and the Jews are kicked out of the country, or worse yet, segregated into ghettos, shot, burned, starved, put into the racks, blown up in buses as they have been in Israel, or gassed to death, depending on what time period the pogrom occurs, ancient, medieval, modern, or postmodern. Right now, in America, Jews are saying, we've lost our guest status because of the rise of anti-Semitism. And a a lot of this is being driven by mainline denominations in the United States. Sometimes the Jews are left in the miserable position of waiting for a future punishment of some kind while enduring constant acts of violence uh, Christians ignore. And there's a great silence today in the the face of rising anti-Semitism in America, you know, we're silent as our Jewish brothers and sisters uh, are being uh, persecuted. Another theory, the fifth theory, is that uh, I, I call it the Messiah theory. And God says to the serpent in the Book of Beginnings, Genesis: Through the seed of the woman, the Redeemer, the Messiah is going to come. And so Satan knew that, and soon after. In the land of Egypt, of course, Pharaoh, he puts to death all of the baby boys because he was afraid that there was going to be a Jewish uh, baby born that would become the deliverer of the Jewish people. And so Moses, remember, was uh, sent away by his mother in a basket to preserve his life and he later became the deliverer. Haman, he wanted to murder all of the Jews in the 127 providences of Persia. It was Queen Esther, a young Jewish girl that became queen, that wrote a decree and preserved her people from total and complete annihilation. Haman knew that through the Jewish people, a redeemer is going to come. Remember Herod, in the New Testament, the wise men came and said, we've, we've seen a star in the east, and so Herod, he murdered all the baby Jewish boys, two years and under. So there's this this issue of, of the fear of a redeemer through the Jewish people. And so the enemy of our souls has done everything uh, to kill the Jewish people. So when we come back, I'm going to give you my theory on why the Jewish people have been persecuted over the century. We'll see you on the other side. Hi, I'm Aaron Free, president of Israel Team Advocates. And there's an alarming decline today in the support of Israel among U.S. Evangelical Millennials ages 18 to 29. A May 2021 survey administered by the Barna Group shows that between 2018 and 2021, favorable support for Israel has been cut in half from 75% to 35% among Evangelical Millennials in the United States. If this trend continues evangelicalism will be anti-Israel in just a few short years and remember that young Christians today will be the leaders of tomorrow. Israel team recently conducted interviews with students at a major evangelical university concerning their understanding of the Holocaust. The answers were troubling to the first question what was the Holocaust half of the students did not know. To the second question, who was Adolf Hitler? Again, only half of the students had knowledge enough to connect him to the Jewish genocide. In the remaining questions, we found a surprising, breathtaking really, lack of historical understanding of the murder of six million Jews during the Holocaust. This example is indicative of a much larger problem. The study of the Holocaust is not prioritized in Christian primary, secondary, and higher education, and there's so much more that we can do. You can help Israel Team today by going to israelteam.org and clicking the donate button and your tax deductible gift today will help us in pushing back against this growing narrative of anti-israelism within the evangelical millennial community so go to israelteam.org and stand with us today we're building a bridge for the coming generation and it's so important that we build that bridge so help us today at israelteam.org that's israelteam.org This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You, and we're we're tackling this age-long question, why the Jews? Why have the Jews been persecuted uh, from generation to generation? Why is there anti-Semitism rising in America? And remember, Europe has already fallen into the trap of uh, anti-Semitism, and America is, is following suit. Uh, we're very close behind. So why the Jews? Why anti-Semitism? Is it Jewish exceptionalism? Uh, is it because Jews need to be the scapegoats of the world's problems? Is it because they're chosen? Is it because the world hates God's moral law and the Jews are representatives of God's law? Or is it something deeper? And in my belief, and I say it's it's probably all of those things, really. It's all of those things play in to the why uh, of anti-Semitism, why the persecution of the Jews. But I, I do believe there's something even deeper than that, uh, even though those are all part of uh, the reason why. And I think it has to do with the Abrahamic covenant. And it's found in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And it says this, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred, And your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whom dishonors you, or shows you contempt, I will curse. And in you, all the families or the mishpachah of the earth will be blessed. Let me repeat that last uh, verse: Through you. All the families, this is Genesis 12, uh, verse 3, the second part. Through you, all of the families of the earth will be blessed. And so in the Abrahamic covenant, there are uh, several aspects of the covenant. There's a land covenant. There's a national identity covenant. I'll make you into a great nation. There's a blessing that God pronounces upon them. And then he says, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who show you contempt. And I'll bless and prosper all the mishpikah, all the families of the earth uh, through you. And so what does this word blessing mean? And the law of first mention is found in Genesis 128, the first time uh, the word blessing is used in the Bible. And God blessed them, Adam and Eve. And he said, be fruitful and multiply... And fill the earth and subdue it. And uh, through all Jewish blessings, they normally open up with Baruch Atah. And it, it, it opens up by saying, blessed art thou, O Lord our God, king of the universe. And so God says to Adam and Eve, uh, he blessed them. And so a blessing simply means uh, that you will. I'm empowering you to care for the world, the earth, to, to protect it. And I'm blessing you to be fruitful and to multiply you. And so, blessing someone is giving them the capacity, empowering them to do God's calling. It has the concept of kneeling. And uh, when people were blessed in the Bible, they, were, they knelt before generally a father with his right hand of blessing. Jesus blessed the little children. And so it's the concept of covering, protection, caring for, to be caretakers or a guardian over that person. And so the Jewish people, uh, as, a, as a people group, God says to them, through you, your uh, blood descendants, Abraham, through them, all the nations, all the mishpachah, the families of the earth, will be blessed. And so why the Jews? I'll tell you this. If if I were the enemy, uh, I would do everything to destroy the Jewish people. And here, here's the misconception. Uh, Christians will say today, we no longer need the Jews because of Genesis Uh, Galatians 3.14, which says in Christ Jesus, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. And so many Christians will say we circumvent the Jews. What is theirs now is ours. God has rejected them. We are the new chosen people. This is known as triumphalism, replacement theology, supersessionism. So they will proclaim we no longer need the Jewish people. But don't forget Romans 9, 4, and 5. They're Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs. What's interesting about this verse in Romans 9, 4, and 5, it's present tense. So God has not rejected his people. To them, it continues. They continue to to hold the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. Romans 11.11 says, Although you Gentiles, a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, the Jews, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches, if you are, remember it is not you who support again the Jewish branches, uh, but the root. I'm sorry that you who su- It is not you who support the root, the Jewish root of your faith, but it's the root that supports you. And so Paul says, if you boast against the natural branches, if you if you boast against the root, you will be cut off. You, you'll be pruned and you'll wither. So the Abrahamic covenant is still present tense, and Jeremiah 31, 35 through 36, you can read it. God says, if the sun, the moon, the stars uh, cease from existing, uh, then I will have denied the Jewish people as my people and I would have denied their nation so last night I saw the moon and the stars which says according to God's word in Jeremiah 31 35 and through 36 that God still holds dear to his Jewish people he still is committed to the Jewish nation Genesis 12 3 through the Jewish people all the mishpachah of the earth will be blessed so if I were Satan uh, what I would do the The key to destroying, and and listen to this. Again, I'm going to read this verse again, Genesis 12, 3. Through the Jewish people, all the mishpachah of the earth will be blessed. So if I were Satan, the key, and I would know this, because Satan knows the word of God, sometimes even more than a lot of Christian people. The key to destroying all the families of the earth is destroying the supporting root, the Jewish people. Because Satan knows that through them, they're the guardians and the protectors of of the nations of the earth. Through them came God's law. Jesus said, salvation is of the Jews. So what is totally demonic about this is that the ones meant to receive the blessings of Abraham through the Jews, and remember, Jesus is Jewish, and, and these are Christian people We have done the most to erase the calling of the Jewish people, and we've cut off their supporting root. And as a result, the families of the earth worldwide are imploding. Satan is having a heyday destroying families because of anti-Semitism. He knows that if he can destroy the supporting root, if he can destroy the ones called... That through them all the families and of the earth, the Mishpikah of the earth will be blessed. If they can, if he can cut off that supporting root, he can destroy families worldwide. And Josh McDowell, uh, he wrote a book entitled "The Last Christian Generation," and uh, he basically says that if we don't support the Jewish root, that this generation that's living right now will be the last. Christian generation. Uh, another author, I think it's Wilkerson, talks about the, th- the three chairs, that the first chair are those Christians that came to faith, radical conversions. They came to, to Jesus, and they're the first chair Christians, and then their children, you know, they followed the Lord, but not as much as the first chair. The second chair were, were kind of, You know, depending on the first chair believers to mentor them and disciple them, and then by the time the third chair Christians came along, the third generation, uh, you know, they're they're waning. They're they're walking away from the church. They're walking away from Christianity. So it's it's very interesting to me to see how doctrine is is falling apart. I mean, so many churches are no longer preaching sound doctrine. In the United States, what is happening? What I think it is is because of our continued contempt towards the Jewish people. We're being cut off, and so, beloved, I would encourage you to understand that the the life flow, the blessing uh, that we have encountered today through Christ, has come through our elder Jewish brothers and sisters. And instead of saying to them, "Hey, listen, we supersede you," we We replace you. Paul says we love the Jewish people because of the sake of the fathers. How much they've done for us. Through them have come the promises. Even our Messiah. Christians uh, worship a Jewish Messiah has come through the Jewish people. So it is not a time to malign them. It is a time to honor and respect the Jewish people. Before it's too late. Because I certainly don't want to be cut off. I don't want to be withered. So... We'll see you next time on Israel and You.